Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Saturday Night Rant, episode 76 of the Agree to Disagree show, The Solitary Confinement Sessions, volume 13, where we discuss politics, pop culture, social issues, and everything else under the sun. Um, You know, uh, it's Saturday night, guys. Um, If you have nothing better else to do than watch me, I am here for you tonight. We're going to, we have a special show tonight, not a special show, but um, a particular show that I've been wanting to do for a while, just to, to give you the, the, uh, you know, just, just to give you the, the vibe of, of how healthcare and mental health is being handled uh, in Quebec, in, in Canada in general, and in the United States as well. So before we do, before we get into that, guys, uh, if you appreciate the show, please, and you want to show your support. All you need to do is like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Facebook page, uh, IG page, uh, or any on the podcast uh, platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Uh, leave a review, five-star review, please. Right, And also tonight, as a reminder, we're streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Um, so as I mentioned before, tonight's show is focused on healthcare mental health, um, and everyone involved in the daily struggle uh, of the aforementioned. So the, tonight's stories are all focused on that. So let's let's start off with, with what is um, starting, uh, what is going on in Canada. Um, <laughs> listen, um, when I saw this, I, I just, I, I don't know, I, I couldn't decide whether I wanted to laugh or I wanted to cry. Um, but let's get right into it. Okay. So the, the, the article is written how, uh, about the Ontario hospital are considering hiring unvaccinated nurses, healthcare workers to combat staffing shortage. So the health network, which runs four rural hospitals in uh, King Cardan, Walkerton, Chelsea, uh, Chesley and Durham said it was con- uh, continues to s- experience a significant health human resource challenges, which have resulted in emergency department closures at all four hospitals. It is also noted that uh, COVID-19 healthcare workers are working due to critical staffing needs. So COVID-19 positive healthcare workers. So a reminder again, guys, put in uh, your comments, your uh, just to say hi in the comments anywhere that you're watching live. Uh, Let's make this interactive as usual. So if I understand correctly, 
these healthcare workers were not good enough to work, lost their jobs. Now, not only do you want to call them back, you're also making the healthcare workers that are positive in COVID-19 having to force them to work because of the critical staffing needs. Largely, that problem, we could all agree, right, was exasperated by the stupidity of the Ontario government and I believe two other provinces in Canada that decided during a worldwide pandemic with unprecedented people visiting hospitals that they were going to fire their nurses, I believe just nurses, that refused for whatever reason to be not vaccinated. Okay? So, again, I'm going to go back there. They had every right to do so. Every right to choose not to be vaccinated. But yet, when it came down to a body autonomous decision, a body autonomy decision, excuse me, that they were thought to believe that they had the right to make, that they were fired. Now, again, I will give the hospitals the benefit of the doubt at the beginning when Pfizer and amongst the other criminals that made these vaccines led us to believe that um, the vaccine was helping with to fight against transmission. Now, in retrospect, we are looking back. We all know that that was bullshit. It was not um, not protecting against transmission. It has been admitted so. It was never tested even to limit or stop transmission. So now, having known this now, now, now they're thinking about, now they're thinking about hiring unvaccinated nurses and healthcare workers because they are so critically understaffed that they cannot meet the basic needs of these four communities that I mentioned. So I have so many questions regarding this, okay? One, I'd love to know how the new the unions, the nurses' unions allowed this, right? What, what good is a union if you allowed, what good is a union if you allowed these hospital bureaucrats and ministers to fire you if you refuse to be vaccinated what are they good for right i've always i've always wondered what that was um here's some uh, some some uh, comments from unvaccinated nurses are saying i feel sad for the patients i feel sad for the staff that are left behind says Lori turnbull the 50-year-old uh, worked as a nurse in orthopedic surgery and stroke rehabilitation and fired a year ago from the hospital in London, Ontario, after a 30-year career. She insisted she is not anti-vaccine and has all the other recommended vaccinations, such as those for measles, mumps, and polio. Turnbull cites personal reasons for declining the COVID-19 shots, 
adding they were prepared to be tested regularly and will continue to wear full PPE at work. They acknowledge that they made a choice not to be vaccinated, but feel the terminations are harsh. That's an understatement. Some told CTV News they were let go without severance for their non-compliance. Imagine that, non-compliance. Some retired, others now work as waitresses and even in dairy farming. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So here's the real here's the real reason, okay? So mandatory vaccinations were initially introduced and enforced because they were believed to prevent infection and transmission. Critical in a setting where sick, vulnerable patients were getting medical care. I already alluded to that. Makes sense. However, there have been many outbreaks among vaccinated health uh, staff in hospitals across the country with studies showing that while vaccination reduces viral load, and reduces severe illness and death, it does not stop COVID infections or transmission. Research also shows that protection, protection based on antibodies wanes after three months. Okay. I don't see the logic to it, says Rafael Gomez, director of the Center for Industrial Relations and Human Resources at the Univers University of Toronto. Why not allow these people back? The difference between you, you know, having one or two more people means, you know, keeping an eight-hour shift right around so that the people can be seen and their medical needs attended to. But others suspect there is a pressure not to make changes. Listen to this carefully. Other hospitals will be mindful of how it looks to allow people back or hire an unvaxxed people when they were heavy-handed and forcing them out. None of them wants to blink first, says Lisa Bildy, a human rights lawyer based in London, Ontario. So basically what they're saying is that they want to save face and they don't want to admit that they were wrong. Isn't this incredible? And at what point is, is first of all, isn't this incredible? And at what point does it become criminal? Honestly. At what point does it become criminal, like a crime against humanity, when you have promised as a country, I'm talking about Canada here, to provide universal health care to all your citizens. And when you are knowingly firing people illegally, and now even questioning, should you hire them back by severely handicapping and affecting the quality of service, of healthcare service to all Canadians, by the way, that we pay for this through our taxes and we pay a shitload. At what point does it become criminal? I've asked this question a lot, right? I have. But I strongly believe in it. I really do. I really do. Dr. Stephen Shafran, a professor of medicine and infectious diseases at the University of Alberta, told CTV News that while it is responsible for nurses, irresponsible, 
if they're even after what we know for nurses who will who deal directly with patients not to be vaccinated against COVID-19, PPE is a way of allowing them to continue to work on front lines. This is exactly what many Canadian hospitals have done for years during flu season with nurses who have refused to take influenza vaccine. He says, having them work wearing PPE is probably a better choice than the alternative, insufficient numbers of healthcare providers leading to reduced patient service and potential harms from too few HCPs per patients. Now, I'm going to go a step further, right? Not only has the flu, this new uh, viral um, disease that's an uh, infection that's, that's affecting breathing and the lungs capacity, uh, plus COVID, um, overburdened hospitals because of shortage of staff as well, being fired during a global pandemic. How many life-saving operations were canceled or postponed and how many people died waiting for that operation that could have saved their lives because of shit like this hospital administrators firing firing nurses because they were within their rights to refuse to be vaccinated you're telling me that this was in their contract? How is this even legal? How is this even legal? And how is it how is it possible the unions allowed this to happen? I'd love to know. I'd love to know. I'd love to know. So now, from one province, which is right next to me in Ontario, to my home province. Okay? So let me tell you what my home province did. This is a... This one... This, you know, guys, listen, I think there's a second pandemic here, a true pandemic globally, but but even more so here in Canada and in my home province of Quebec. There's a pandemic of stupidity running rampant, running unchecked, and there's no, no vaccine for it, unfortunately. Are you ready for this story, guys? This is a doozy. A longer nurse who was suspended for eating a piece of toast. I'm going to repeat this again. Piece of toast reinstated. A longer nurse who was suspended for eating a piece of toast has just been reinstated. The nurse was ordered suspended for three days said that she did not have time to eat breakfast that day the three-day suspension of a longer uh, nurse sanctioned for eating a slice of toast toast with peanut butter while on duty has been rescinded after the local health authority admitted the measure was too severe for the act committed no fucking shit sherlock too severe again during a pandemic and shortages like you can't even believe the waits times in quebec well we've had these for 50 years but it's even worse now it's even more exasperated right because of covid and and flu season and all that 
you go fire this nurse that probably was running around exhausted in the morning, probably getting breakfast ready for her kids. And, and, um, you know, and you, 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 you end up suspending her for eating a piece of toast with peanut butter. In a statement, the Centre d'Integrité de Santé et de Services Sociaux, the CISS, which I will from now on say it that way, uh, of uh, Montérégie S, said it has learned about the um, entirety of the situation and said it was cancelling the suspension of the nurse who works at the Chevalier de Lévis Long-Term Care Centre in Longueuil. And this, by the way, this is a CHSLD, okay? Uh, famously for... for known that there was all these deaths at the beginning uh, of, of COVID and they were left there to die, all these uh, poor older people. Uh, so that's what a CS, uh, S CHSLD is. And now she's being suspended for eating a piece of toast during a shift. So the incident uh, provoked headlines and outrage after the Journal de Montréal repeated last Friday that the nurse had been suspended by the CISSS for having eaten a slice of toast with peanut butter while on duty on October 2nd, describing the conduct as, again, a serious breach of the obligations of loyalty and honesty. But after meeting with the nurse and her union representative on Monday, the CISS reversed itself. Considering the differences between the sanction and the incident, the suspension is revoked and withdrawn from the employee's file. The CISS said it apologized to the nurse and would be reviewing its disciplinary process to ensure such incidents do not occur, reoccur, sorry. In an interview with Jean Damaya, the nurse uh, who wished to remain anonymous said she ate a slice of toast because she did not have time for breakfast before going to work and did not know that such conduct was not permitted. You think she actually did this action? She was starving probably trying to get some protein in her with some peanut butter so that she could work as a nurse. Okay? You think she ever thought in her mind that she was going to be suspended for three days for eating a slice of toast? Are you kidding me? Her employer left her... Con her felt her conduct sullied the reputation of the center and damaged her own professional credibility. This manager sullied the reputation of the human race. You fucking moron. Are you serious? Are, are you serious? Monday, Sonia Belanger, the Quebec minister responsible for seniors, took to social media to announce she had involved herself in the issue, asked the CISS to explain itself, and learned that the local director agreed the sanctions was too severe. She added the managers involved in the decision to issue the sanction would be interviewed. 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 She should get an exit interview. What interview? Out. An exit interview, like when you quit your job. We're letting you go. Can we interview you? Can we interview you? This, 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 I don't know. This is, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. 
Pat says, who knows if nurses change careers or retired with no intention to return? So many, Pat. So many. So many. So many. I, I, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even tell you. We won't even know, right? But we're seeing it. It's it's evident. We're seeing it. We're seeing it because the shortage of nurses is just is astronomical. Who wants to go back? First of all, who wants to go and you treat it this way? You're asked to work double shifts. You're underpaid. You're not appreciated. You're fired when you don't, you know, you when you could, a, a decision against your own body, against vaccines. Who would want to go back to this? You're fired for eating a piece of toast with peanut butter. I don't I, I want to know. I want to sit down with this manager, whoever made this decision. What goes through your mind? Seriously, what goes through your mind when you suspend someone for three days for eating a piece of toast? Again, I keep saying it. Sully the reputation. Sully the reputation of the center and damage their own professional credibility. Who saw her eat this piece of toast? Who saw her eat this piece of toast? Tell me. Besides him. The seniors that are sitting in their bed. You think she sat down at a bed and, and, and wiped, wiped peanut butter all over the bed of, of one of her patients? I'm sure she did it at her desk or something at the nurse's station. Even if she did it outside the room, who saw this? What damage was done? Are you kidding me? I don't know, guys. I I don't know anymore. I, I this one completely freaked me out. F completely freaked me out. Okay, on to this one. I did a TikTok on this one um, last week. This this made uh, program. Um, which is basically the assisted suicide, assisted death that's been approved by the Canadian government. Basically, to say, you know, we're like cattle. We're sheep, we're cattle. Actually, cattle. Uh, we don't need you anymore. So you know what? You're costing us too much. You know how much money we're going to save in healthcare? Do you know how much money we could save in healthcare if you just choose when you're depressed or you're feeling sick? You just, you know, you can't afford anything anymore. Choose to end your life. Perfect. The Canadian government, because they're spending like drunken sailors, right? Say, oh, this is one way we could save money. No value for human life. But this one, this story, this is a doozy, guys. This is, again, my God. I wish I made up these stories. I really wish that they were made up. I wish that Canadians weren't being treated so poorly and lied to and looked upon like cattle but this one takes the cake again you know how much i stand i stand up and i try to protect our veterans veterans that went to war veterans that served this country to protect us and to protect other countries and to bring peace wherever it needed to be across the world our military was once proud part of best peacekeepers around the world. In World War II, we fought the, we fought the Nazis, the heroic, 
heroic battles in Sicily, Italy, my, my parents' home, my, my parents, you know, a couple of hours away from my parents' hometown in Sicily, all these Canadian soldiers, what they did to stop the Nazis, okay? And this is how we're treating our Canadian veterans. Former Paralympian and military veteran told the MPs, members of parliament, of the Veterans Department, offered her assisted death. Retired Corporal Christine Gautzi said the department even offered to provide the equipment. You want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because she had the audacity. The audacity to ask the Veterans Department why it was taking so long to build a ramp for her to have access in her own home. A paraplegic former member of the Canadian military shocked MPs on Thursday by testifying that the Department of Veteran Affairs offered her in writing the opportunity for medically assisted death and even offered to provide the equipment. Retired Corporal Christine Gotzi, who competed for Canada at the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Paralympics and Invictus Games that same year, spoke before the House of Commons Veterans Committee and agreed to provide a copy of the letter. With respect to me, I have a letter in my file because I had to face that as well, said Gotzi, referring to the debate about veterans being offered the option of medical assistance in dying. I have a letter saying that if you're so desperate, madam, we can offer you made medical assistance in dying, said Gautier, who first injured her back in a training accident in 1989. How sad. Can, can you phantom the idea of a letter leaving a Canadian federal office of the Veterans Department that says, and I quote, I have a letter saying that if you're so desperate, madam, we can offer you medical assistance in dying. I almost don't know what to say. Testifying in French, she said she had been fighting for a home wheelchair ramp for five years and expressed her concerns about the assistant dying offer in a recent letter to the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. I can't get away without talking about this guy. He always comes up. I sent a letter to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and that day, Veterans Affairs offered me made and would supply equipment. So they came back with we are following up our investigation and we are changing protocols to ensure that uh, what should seem obvious to all of us, that it is not the place of Veteran Affairs Canada who are supposed to be there to support these people who stepped up to serve their country to offer them medical assistance in dying. We remain confident that this is all related to one single employee. <laughs> and it's not a widespread or systematic issue. 
You know what I you know what I relate this to? I relate this to any company that's paying pensions to employees and that they hope that they die and offering them, you know, why don't you go to the government and ask them to die instead of that we continue paying your pension? It's it's sickening. It's inhumane. It's, I don't know, I ran out of adjectives. I, 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 I couldn't believe it when I read this. I couldn't believe it. Where is the value of human life? Let alone a military veteran that served our country, guys. Try to put this into context. Try to understand this. Where is the value in a life? It's that I don't care if this is, even if it is true, which I doubt that is one single employee was offered assistant death. Where did where did death, where did suicide, assisted suicide come in the picture here? Because she asked for a ramp. Because she asked for a ramp. Are you serious? Five years to build a ramp. But you know what? I'm not even surprised, guys. I'm not even surprised. This is the same government run by the head clown that told a military veteran in a town hall meeting, you are asking more than we could give you. I don't know how many times I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say this. I really don't. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say this. Someone that goes to war for you, someone that is on the, uh, ready to defend your country. I don't know. It's, I mean, this is, this is, this is the, the, just to show you at what point this government is willing to go to, to virtual signal or actually show that they're always try, trying or they're doing the best thing or in the best interest of Canadians. How many more stories? How many more stories? You hear things like this. You offer a paraplegic, Paralympian, veteran of the Canadian Armed Forces an option of taking their own life because they ask for a fucking ramp. Five years she was asking for it. I don't know. That's all I'm going to say about that, guys. This is this is this this is where we're at. This is where we're at in Canada. Okay. Now, if you didn't think it could get any more crazy, even this one had me left with my head shaking and like this this can't be true because obviously when i do my research i i make sure that these 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 stories are true right let's see what giovanna says hi giovanna veterans should be treated with white gloves and they should receive whatever they need these guys want to fight for their country shame on the government thank you giovanna perfectly said succinct to the point they should be treated with white gloves and be given anything, 
anything. A veteran asks me for a Big Mac trio, I'm going to go get him a Big Mac trio. Are you kidding me? We can't even wear a poppy on Remembrance Day. We can't even wear a fucking poppy on Remembrance Day. Let alone build them a ramp for their house to have access into their house. We can't even buy a fucking poppy for our Canadian veterans. Guys, are you serious? Again, I'm going to ask that a lot tonight. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? Because all these stories just make me shake my head. Again, I wish they weren't true. Unfortunately, they are. It's the truth. We can't even honor our Canadian veterans on Remembrance Day. What example is the government giving? Where look at this. Here. Here. Here's assisted suicide. You think not everyone else sees this? Our prime minister and the government doesn't give a shit about our veterans. Then people, what am I going to do? I can wear a, wear a poppy. Show these people that we care. We love them to say thank you for your sacrifices. Thank you what you've done for our country. Thank you for protecting liberty and democracy around the world. Thank you for keeping peace around the world. No, here, let me help you kill yourself. State-sanctioned murder. This is where the liberals are at in Canada. I have my son here. He's right next to me, and he's laughing his head off. I wish I could laugh. I wish I could laugh. State-sanctioned murder. Good job. Instead of, you know, instead of taking care of a veteran. Good job, Canada. Bravo. Bravo. You know, I've been meaning to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use... This is new. This is new. Yeah. Here we go. That's what. That's for the Canadian government and the Liberals. And uh, the Ontario government and those four hospitals as well. And the guy that decided to, uh, to suspend a nurse for eating toast with peanut butter. All right. Again, staying in Canada... <laughs> This is fucking madness. Guys, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario, CPSO, want doctors to treat patients who are resistant to the COVID-19 vaccine with medication and psychotherapy. It is also important that physicians work with their patients to manage anxieties related to the vaccine and not enable avoidance behavior. For example... For extreme fear of needles or other cases of serious concern, responsible use of prescription drugs, medications, and or referral to a psychotherapy may be available options, it continued. Overall, physicians have a responsibility to allow their patients to be properly informed about vaccines and not have those anxieties empowered by exemption. Hold on, hold on. So, so you mean to tell me that now if you don't want to have a vaccine, that that's a disease now that you can, <laughs> that could be treated by medication or psychotherapy? Is, is this what they're trying to tell us? Guys, put in the comments, am I reading this right? But hold on. Originally, the page did not mention anything about concern concerns with receiving needles and only refer to responsible use of prescription medications and or referral to uh, physiotherapy excuse me psychotherapy are available options 
<laughs> it's crazy, man. Guys, okay, I'll tell you, this was the same, again, the CPSO, who cracked down on doctors who dissented from the prevailing COVID-19 narratives at the end and voiced opposition to lockdowns or other pandemic measures that I was screaming about off the, the, the topest, the highest buildings here in Montreal from the beginning. Dr. Colvinder Gill was among the physicians targeted by the CPSO for her anti-lockdown tweets. There is absolutely no medical or scientific reason for this prolonged, harmful, and illogical lockdown, tweeted Gill in 2020. She was cited for allegedly inappropriate and unprofessional behavior over the, over the tweet. She stated unequivocally and without providing any evidence <laughs> that there is no medical or scientific reasons for the lockdowns. I had no idea that <laughs> we had to provide science and evidence that lockdowns didn't work. Her statement does not align with the information coming from public health, and moreover, it is not accurate. So is it any surprise that the same people that fired or, or cited her find her did the same, did actually, has gone after several other doctors for handing out exemptions to the vaccine. So the CPSO handing out exemptions to, so went after doctors for hand, uh, handing out exemptions to vaccine, including Dr. Celeste Jean Turville, Mary Elizabeth O'Connor, Mary Raymond Trotzi, and Roshagne Kilian. Is it any surprise? Let's treat this with medication and psychotherapy. What is going on, man? What what is going on? Where, where who are we gonna trust? These are doctors. The College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario. These are the people that are going to save our lives. Are cracking down on doctors for saying that lockdowns don't work. Telling them. Want doctors to treat patients who are resistant to COVID-19 vaccine with medication and psychotherapy. I. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm completely speechless. But again, is it any surprise? Is it any surprise? For the love of God. For the love of God. Wow. Joanna says, these people are the ones that need a head scan. Something is not right in their brains. Maybe they are the ones that need the medication. Maybe, Giovanna, or maybe I, I ask myself this question often, honestly. And... Is it because they, they want to so truly be on the right side of history, saying that we were the good ones? We were the virtue signalers. We were the ones that really cared for those people. And those animals that were not vaccinated were killing grandma and grandpa or nonno and nonna, like we say in Italian. Are they that desperate? Like all those Hollywood types, right? That'll jump on any, any bandwagon flavor of the month blm antifa whatever the fuck are they that desperate they'll just they'll, and even when they're proven wrong they'll double down they'll double down and only when they're in the shits 
that they might hire nurses that they fired for refusing to be vaccinated. Woof. I don't know, man. Ontario. At one point, I was thinking about moving there, but uh, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm good in Quebec. We have, <laughs> we already have our share of problems in Quebec. Uh, you don't look any better in Ontario, mind you. We're not doing well anywhere. So, guys, you know, all this to say, um, it's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. The the state of healthcare uh, in Canada, the state of mental health in general. It's uh, pretty scary, right? With the the rise in in in, in suicides and and uh, everything else, it's just um, it's very scary. But this is this is where we're at right now. Pat's saying we are so beyond COVID now. It's just a cash and control grab at this point. Yeah, I honestly believe it. I really do. I totally, I totally agree with you, Pat. So this is the state of where we're at. I just wanted to share these stories. I found them intriguing. I found them sad. I found them uh, unbelievable. And I wanted to share this with you uh, this evening, guys. And uh, so, yeah, that's been episode 76 already, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, guys, social media, it's in my link tree. Uh, you could find it on my TikTok, on all of my IG, Facebook. You can find my link tree, and it has all the links to all my social media. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate you guys so much, so much. And uh, I will see you again next week. And I think we have a guest next week. But uh, check out the social media, and I'll keep you guys up to date. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great one. Have a great Saturday night live and a great Sunday. Relax. Take care of yourselves. Love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching and listening to this as well. Thanks, everybody. Ciao, TikTok. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.